0: Yo, head up, think fast, you're about to feel the blast It's the dopest podcast on the net, oh yeah All us geeks, such it bet We round the world, we round the net So get ready and get set Cause we make it look easy, no sweat Jeff and Jordan, the host Yeah, they be the best From the north to the south, to the east, to the west they cover movies, comics, TV shows, books These guys gonna get you hooked don't stop now, just take a look, and don't forget to sign our Facebook, cause what they doing is board games, video games, yeah they on it, they fly like a comet, interviews, is up, this podcast is pure, give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure, geek out any topic, no one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it, so if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com.
1: Welcome to episode 46 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Hey, our sponsor's back. (laughs) Yeah, right behind you. Look again, under your chair. I thought I felt something. (laughs) Gamerite Studios is sponsoring another episode of All Us Geeks, and we greatly appreciate it. These are the makers of Ultimate Battle, which is on Kickstarter right now and goes until July 31st, and they're doing very well. They're almost funded. I looked at it the other day. I think they're looking for 11000 I think they were right around the $9,000 range when I last looked at it a couple days ago, so that was kind of cool. This is the uh, game of drawing and trying to one-shot kill your opponents by using the cards that you have in your hand to make up Weapons and when it comes around to your turn and if you've been attacked, you got to use your cards in your hand to also defend. So you, uh, you've got to kind of do that balance thing where it's like, uh, sure, I can attack you with all of the cards I have in my hand, but if I don't kill you, I have nothing to defend with <laughs> until I, in, in a two player game, you actually get to do some redrawing beyond two players though. The cards you get, that's all you have for the entire game. Uh, so you got to kind of really. Watch how you use your cards. We actually got to play this not too long ago. We had family over. You've heard me talk about this when uh, Sarah and I did draft picks as well. But we had family over, we had kids over, and uh, we all sat around. We broke up into teams with the kids and actually had a a blast with it it was a very fun for the casual style game that it was and it is one shot kill so there's a little bit of the player elimination thing but it goes so fast because again you've only got you know so many cards in your hand and you can't redraw and all that kind of stuff so it does go pretty fast and part of the fun of it is listening to what the drawings are and how the combinations are to coming together and how a def, how, how this defense is going to work against this attack and all that kind of stuff. And at least one of the kids came away with it saying it was their new favorite game. So that was kind of cool. It was a, a good little experience to have for, you know, we did, it was a grill out night and. Then when it was all said and done, we sat down with the kids and played this game, and we played it multiple times. Uh, they wanted to play again right away. So I would say it's definitely worth going over and checking out. So again, that's on Kickstarter right now, Ultimate Battle from Gamer Right Studios. Link will be in the show notes, but of course, they also have an ad on the website. So allusgeeks.com, you can click over from there as well. And thanks once again, guys, for sponsoring another episode of All Us Geeks. We do have a contest going on right now. For a couple of prototype copies of Gothic Doctor, that's gonna go until the end of the month, so June 30th, I think at noon I set the uh, end time for. So, you can go over to geeks.com right up on the top there. Got it sticky to every time we have a contest, we kind of keep it sticky to the top so you can find it easy. And it's the, uh, pretty typical co-sponsored contest that we do from, through Rafflecopter. So, you know, there's the easy entry for just clicking and getting an entry to following and liking us and Meltdown Games and, or Gothic Doctor. I think their Facebook page is directly for Gothic Doctor checking out the preview kickstarter page and leaving a comment and all those kind of things. So go check it out and get your entries in before June 30th because uh we will be giving away two prototype copies of Gothic Doctor for people to check out and uh you can kind of play it and check it out with a uh you know prototype printed copy while the kickstarter is going on which is supposed to launch July 1st. Now, I've had a couple of people ask me, especially people that started kind of going back and listening to some of the uh, previous episodes, if we have completely cut geeking out, which we haven't. We, we've recently done one. We did, I think, uh, we made the Captain America geeking out. And I can't remember which, what we did something few episodes prior to that, but the geeking out topic is not gone. Uh, it's just one of those things, uh, if you have ideas for us that you want us to geek out about, send them over to podcast at allusgeeks.com and we will take a look at them. But, uh, our well has run dry for a little bit here. So, uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's all Jordan and I can do to make sure we get the games in that we're supposed to review and stuff. And, uh, we will definitely cover more geeking out topics though. So if you've got something that you want us to cover, uh, send them on over.
2: Send us your content <laughs> yes. suggestions. What
1: you'd like us to talk. For about. once, somebody else, <laughs> not me. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I, I did think of another thing. <laughs> now, well, you're just <laughs> hogging the microphone I know. tonight. And this was something that uh, somebody asked if we were going to be doing as well, but we are going to be doing a Game of Thrones wrap-up special edition. We have that on the books here in a a week or two, and it'll be the four of us. So it'll be Jordan and I, and Megan and Sarah will be joining us, and we'll be talking about the Game of Thrones season that just wrapped up. So that will be coming
2: soon. If, however, you would like Jeff and I to have nothing to do with this, (laughs) just let
1: us know. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're good either way (laughs) i'll take a night off all right game review this evening we are going to be talking about the captain is dead that's actually the name of the game we haven't killed anybody yet well it's early Captain is dead is on Kickstarter right now and goes through July 12th, 2014. This is from the game crafter, JT Smith and Joe Price. Uh, I believe Joe was the original creator that kind of, this was, uh, used to be under another name and JT's kind of taken it, honed it and, and done a lot of work with it. So we are going to take a look at it. I will say up front that this is a game that I do have some experience with. Uh I did play it at some Proto Spiel or at a Proto Spiel, but I played multiple times under the previous name and enjoyed it quite a bit. So what is the Captain Is Dead? Well, uh one, if you've listened to my interview with JT Smith, you already know because <laughs> he went into full detail about this and the other games over on the on the Kickstarter. Copy, insert. Yeah. So yeah. Insert JT here. But The Captain is Dead is basically a cooperative space game. We're on the ship. The captain has died. Aliens are attacking the ship. Things are going horribly, horribly wrong for us. And we're just trying to fix the jump core and get the hell out of here before uh, we just get completely destroyed. So it is a co-op. It goes up to seven players. So two to seven players. And it plays in... Far less time than it should,
2: I think, (laughs) the way we
1: went. (laughs) For a two player, I think we got it, we got it in pretty decent. But, uh, he's got 90 to 120 minutes. I could see that. I mean, with a lot of people in, in, uh, making decisions. And better levels of success. Yeah. (laughs) And, and the fact that this is, this isn't a timed game like we went through with like damage report and stuff like that, but this is actually just use your action points and, and talk about what's going to happen on the board, that kind of stuff. So it, it can go a little bit longer, uh, for that reason. This is a, a variable powers game. So everybody's going to take on a role and that role is going to have a few special abilities, but it also tell you what your hand size is, how many action points you have and, and what your special abilities will be. Well, you have a rank too, because depending on your rank, that's turn, is order. turn order. So it's not like I go first and we go clockwise around the table unless you rearrange yourself that way. Uh It's, you know, rank one to whatever, uh seven, I'm assuming. It's by rank. Basically, use up your action points to... You know, they should see
2: if... uh Was there a rank two? Because that would have been the clever thing to do since the captain is dead and the admiral is one. Have the yeah. ranks go one to eight with two being gone.
1: Uh, yeah well rank two right there
2: well so much for that awesome idea why didn't you contact
1: me before (laughs) anyway (laughs) whatever so using your action points, you can use an action point to move up to two spaces. Uh, you can use an action point to kill a hostile alien that's in your location. Uh, you can use an action point to carry one other player one space. So if they're injured or it's not their turn, you just want to get them one more space somewhere before their turn. You can do that. Uh, you can give a skill card to another player or you can take a skill card from another player. All those things cost you one action point. Uh, and then there'll be some abilities on your card that might cost you more. And then there's some spots around the board that will cost you various action points as well. Like we said, you're trying to fix the jump core, but there's a lot of different things going on. This is again a co-op. So you win by fixing the jump core and getting it, you know, making that jump and getting out of there, but you can lose in several different ways. Uh, if shields get to zero percent and you take one more hit or a hit takes you below zero percent, basically the ship's gone, blown up, you're, you lose. If you have to place a hostile alien on the board. And you have no more hostile aliens to put on the board. That's a loss. You know, i got to say, I didn't find them all that hostile. They,
2: they just stood there and then got mowed down. <laughs> yeah. I think these are some pretty peacenik aliens
1: that, that we are misunderstanding. <laughs> no, they're, they're not like us. They're hostile. <laughs> so they're hostile, yes. <laughs> and uh finally, and, and this will be a combination of various things, including your shields just going to hell, but if you get into the red alerts... You're pretty much gonna die. It's some, some form or fashion. There's some pretty brittle stuff in the red alert section. So you get yellow, orange, and red alerts, and, uh, a bunch of those. And after every player takes their turn, uh, they flip a, uh, an alert. Well, you might have some that you see coming up if your comms are on. No, you're external, external sensors. sensors are online you'll see what's coming if your external sensors have been knocked out or destroyed you won't see what's coming and you'll draw one off and and read it and see what happens and there are ways to potentially stop some of the alerts and it's, uh, the big one is using command skill cards uh usually three that's a, a pretty consistent one but there's a few others but it's having those skill cards because you also have a hand size limit and there's various things you're trying to do. Primary one would be fixing the jump core, which you need a lot of engineering cards for, <laughs> engineering skill cards. All right, so the board that comes with the game is basically, the game board is your ship that you're on. And uh, each room or station in the ship has different abilities that you can use. So you've got the bridge. Oh, and all of the rooms are color-coded as well, and that kind of goes to which role you're using as well. It's kind of where you'll start on the board uh, because each role is color-coordinated as well. So in the bridge, you've got external scanners, and this is where as long as those are online... You'll see the next two alert cards that are coming up. So you'll kind of get a feel for what is potentially going to happen to you and if it's something that you want to uh try to collect the cards to stop or if it's something that you can kind of let happen. And again, if those goes offline, then you're going blind on the alerts. You'll just pull one off and read it at the end of your turn and, and Yeah, there's no stop... positive in this yeah.
2: deck. It's no. Yeah, there's it's, no. It's all it, something that's going to beat you down. And it's not even neutral worse. in this deck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's not even at a, best
2: in two-player games. The anom- anomalies don't count, so that's yes, that's vaguely that, that neutral, was, yeah. but only in the two-player game.
1: Yeah. And then com systems are there. Com systems, as long as they're up, you can trade cards with another player anywhere on the ship versus just having to be in the exact same spot. And then we've got the armory. Which allows you to fire the torpedo tube, which is pretty cool. The tor- torpedo tube will either let you get rid of alien ships that are kind of gathering outside, because uh, typically when you when the alien ships come off the alert deck, they're adding extra damage to your shields every time your shields get damaged, so that gets nasty quick. So you can uh, shoot one of the torpedoes off and. Get rid of one of the ships, or if you don't want to do that, or if you just want, if there are none there and you want to use it, you can fire off a torpedo to not draw the next alert card. You start with six torpedoes. There are some extra ones as well uh, that can be added in. I think you have up to ten. So you, one of the other things you can do in the armory is reload the torpedo tube. And again, all of these things cost actions and skill cards. So, for instance, uh, uh, making a torpedo to load into the tube costs you an action and three tactical skill cards. So you'd have to have all of that when you get there. The other thing you can do in the armory is use the security station, which you can then kill an alien anywhere on the ship. But it costs you an action and a tactical. And let's see. We go infirmary. Infirmary is where you recover from being injured, so you go there, and and you heal and become no longer injured, which there's a bunch of your actions that you can't do while you're injured. Basically, you can only move, kill aliens, and use the teleporter. That was it, until you heal yourself. Science lab. Science lab primarily is where you can get some upgrades for your ship and there are more upgrades that you can have you can have up to two upgrades on your ship you can swap them out they're pretty costly to research some of them they usually take science skill cards but they do various things like reduce damage 10 percent was one that we tried to get out at one point there's there was uh extra uh one extra card your hand 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 limit went up by one your action points went up by one there's There's a
2: bay free
1: yeah there's the auto surgeon that you can put on the uh, infirmary to make it free to heal there, various things like that. So you, you gotta kind of decide which ones you want in place and, uh, how you're gonna go if about If they're getting attainable. Them. If they're attainable, right? If you don't have the science officer or whatever it is, uh, nobody that's collecting science or has a science discount. That's one of the things too on the roll cards. Usually you get some kind of discount on these various skills. So you are, you basically always start with them. So, you know, if you have two command skills on your card, if something costs three command skills, it only costs you one. And let's see, we go to engineering. Engineering is where the teleporter is. So as long as the teleporter is up, you can teleport around the ship for an action. And
2: an orange stick,
1: apparently. Yeah, and an orange stick that we're still questionable about. Uh And then there's the jump core. This is where you repair the jump core. And it costs a lot. It costs you two actions and five engineering skill cards. To make one repair in the jump core. And let's see, on a normal game, you need one, two, three, four, five, five repairs in a game to, uh, be successful. And that's on normal. Again, the, and, and that's where the, uh, difficulty, difficulty setting is on this game. You can slide it up and down on the jump core to either make it, you know, need more repairs or less repairs to make the game easier or harder. And we've got the Cargo Hold. Cargo Hold has some cards in it that at the start of the game, when you're collecting your skill cards, everybody puts one in there. There are some other cards that can potentially put cards in the Cargo Hold. And so when you're in the Cargo Hold, you can either just take one or you can exchange one out. So, you know, kind of leaving it hopefully available if somebody else needs it. If you've got a card in your hand that you you have no use for right now, but you don't want to discard it either, you can kind of swap out in the Cargo Hold. And then we go to the CPU core in the smack middle of your ship. Here's where you basically get to gain skills. As long as the computers are online, there is a skill deck. If that gets offline or destroyed, then you can't draw from the skill deck, uh, which is not a good thing. You need skills, obviously, as we've been talking. You need your skill cards in here. And then internal sensors. Uh, as long as the internal sensors are online, you can see three face-up skill cards. Those cards you can actually see and take and replenish as needed. Or as long as the computers are online, you can kind of draw blind from the skill deck. Uh, and then we have the War Room. And in the War Room, uh, you can look through the Captain's Journal. And basically you spend two actions on the command card there and you can get a battle plan card, which are pretty decent cards that can help you dramatically in the game. There's things like a free repair, a free jump core repair. Uh, there was one that was repair two systems automatically or something like that on the any two systems, any two not systems. The shields or the jump cord. this was the one where it was like put seven cards in the cargo hold the uh, captain was
2: prepared yeah
1: so just various things i mean it does a lot of things but you know this is where the alerts deck is all bad the battle deck is all good <laughs> And those are the uh, various locations around the ship. Let's see. I don't know if I said it, but also in the bridge is where you repair shields. So you can repair shields as they get damaged. But then that's done in the bridge as well. So, again, we're trying to get the jump core back online before the aliens overrun us. Uh, if you're in a location with an alien, the only thing you can do is either fight them. Or teleport out if the teleporter's online. So, uh, they do slow you down in that aspect. And the cards, uh, in the alert deck have them come up all around the ship. So they're going to pop up pretty much all around the ship. And some of them will pop up and, and they will injure you. Some of them, they just pop up and go, Hey, hey, we're here to talk peace. <laughs> uh, but, Exterminate. Some, yeah, but Exterminate. some, but some of them come in and just, you know, clock you on the head <laughs> and take you out.
2: All right. Uh, anything I, uh, no, i think you, you got it all the skills are command engineering science and uh tactical, tactical.
1: Yep. when you're choosing your role you actually have a choice of two roles mm. so each role has a bit of a special and the kind of cool thing is the one you don't pick you kind of flip over and it shows you what you can do with your basic actions. So that's kind of cool. It's a nice little reminder there. But let's see, roles. Admiral and First Officer are two of the, I'll name them off in pairs because these are the two you can pick between. So Admiral and First Officer, Teleporter Chief and Chief Engineer, Tactical Officer and Telepath, Weapons Officer and Soldier, Science Officer and Cyborg, Medical Officer and Diplomat, and Ensign and Hologram. And the other thing we should maybe mention is depending on the number of players, you they kind of tell you to take some certain pawns out, and the pawns equal roles. It's, again, the the color of the pawn equals which roles you're going to be choosing from. Uh, so, for instance, you know, the Admiral and the First Officer, that's the blue pawn. So, depending on the number of players, some of these aren't going to be available. But one of the nice things is, even with a two-player, I mean, we had four different colors available, and then two rolls per color, depending on how we wanted to do it. So you you have plenty of options to look at. And again, each one has different abilities to use, and we kind of played around with various ones and mix and match to kind of get a feel for them. So that's kind of a cool thing. It's one of those, uh, another way where it's not going to be the same game twice Specifically, uh, the other thing we didn't mention is at the start of the game, you do start with damage to the ship. You know, the cat, not only is the captain dead, but, uh, you pull an alert card per- basically per player. we well, got killed somehow. <laughs> yeah. And you basically go through and that's the damage the ship starts with. So you might start, like, ex- external sensors are offline right away. Shields are already down. Teleporter's are already offline. You know, so you're already gonna have some stuff kind of going on right at the start of the game to potentially fix right away but you know not forgetting that you need to get the jump core back online <laughs> all right so components what did you think of the components for this one we had a bunch of cards a quad fold board pawns for the players and the and the uh, aliens uh trackers and some torpedoes
2: yeah this is all uh it's all standard game crafter stuff so it's, it's good quality it's uh the plastic on the rocket on uh, the torpedoes were were good and the cards uh, good stock odd old board stands up to repeated opening and closing there's no as yet no tears in it no <laughs> it, it, it's good quality stuff it's uh there's not a lot of componentry here there's not a lot needed it's it's basically a card driven game and the
1: cards you know the most com- important component are are all very good One of the things I did, you know, they are on Kickstarter now. They're doing very well. I mean, they're well past funded and on to, you know, multiple stretch goals. And again, this is a bundle. So the Captain is Dead is the kind of anchor for the bundle, but there are two other games available as well. So some of the stretch goals are intermixed, but they just recently, instead of these pawns, they have the, uh, I don't know if you saw them, the avatar type pond or not mm-hmm. avatar ponds, but the pawns where they have the sticker with an actual, the image of each yep. person on there. And they're going to do, uh, do them for the aliens as well. So that, I thought that was kind of cool. Some people are asking to keep these. Uh, I think one of the last comments I seen from these guys is they're not going to include both because that changes the weight and everything but they might ask in the survey which you prefer. Hmm. So they may give uh, all the backers options on which ones they they prefer to have with their game.
2: That'd be good. That'd yeah. be a good option. Yeah.
1: So that that's kind of cool. Yeah, I I dig the components. I I think uh they've done a very good job with this one. The artwork is awesome. I love the artwork. Nah, see, I don't. You don't? No. Nope. I'm not the board
2: I'm not is, with you at all on this. The board is uh really busy. I think this could have From a board standpoint, I think it could have benefited from a bigger board. No, I know that's not necessarily an option, but it's really busy. I would have liked to have seen a bigger board with fewer lines pointing out to what each room does and have that stuff in each room. That's just me. And then on top of that, the colors, I think the board is, it's kind of bright for my liking. There's a lot of bright colors there, but once you get used to looking at it, it's very easily viewed and understood to be the layout of the ship. And the lines do lead you to where you need to go, but I just think the board itself is really... Just a little bit too busy for my looking.
1: I could get on board with the bigger board if that was an option. I, I agree with that. Uh, it'd be nice if the board was larger for, for what all is kind of encompassed here. But I don't agree with you on the art. I I, I love the art. I think Tanny's done an amazing job with, with the art on this. The I, I kind of like this versus I mean I hadn't I didn't have any problems with the old version, but I like the upgrade basically that they've done to the the ship and and how it looks and stuff. Uh, But yeah, that's just a a personal preference. Either way, the, the artwork, it, it it does what it needs to do. It's very functional. You know, again, this is one of those things like even just the, the cover art has got people talking. I think the cover art is done very well. I think the, uh, the avatars for the, the different roles. I kind of dig that. Mechanics. What'd you think of the mechanics then?
2: Very good. This is a well, well designed game. The only thing I dislike at two players, I think the options given, unless you, uh, make the difficulty easier on the warp core, I think there's, they're not quite balanced for two players. I think, um, we had, well, we definitely had some bad beats on the, on the, (laughs) on the alert cards. But aside from that, I don't think the, the given options at, at just two players, are uh are adequate i think if you're going to do two players this is just my recommendation based on the rules you know it says use these at two players i think you know should just move up the difficulty a little bit but otherwise uh mechanically everything works well it's uh just a limited number of things you're going to do each turn you don't need to and you're not required to do anything each turn if you just have nothing good to do you can wash you're not forced to do something that's going to leave you in a bad position Moving is simple, whether you do it with the teleporter or or you're just walking around. Uh, The card interactions are simple. We never had any question about how anything is going to interact. Is it up? Yes. Do this. Is it down? Yes don't do this simple addition or or subtraction depending on what upgrades you have and how many aliens you've got (laughs) hovering around your ship you know the alerts the captain's piles the tools everything works well together there's no gotchas in this there's no at least not that we ran into there was no referring to the rule book other than to look at all the rules and the details of the rules afterwards so mechanically yeah this is a very sound game very solid
1: i love this game i mean that's there's There's no, uh, surprise there on it. I've, I've been talking about this game off and on for a while, ever since it was, you know, previous version, Bridge Command. And I loved it back then, so I was excited to kind of see. And I've been bugging JT just to kind of get it back on the game crafter. So to have it kind of on, uh, uh, Kickstarter is kind of cool as well. Uh, I think the mechanics work very solidly in this game. Uh, it is, it it will kick you in the teeth if you don't watch out. And, uh, it definitely kicked us in the teeth. (laughs) Uh, pretty much every time we played, <laughs> we, we haven't won it yet <laughs> here, here in the compound and maybe some, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess, uh, I'd, I'd want a few more plays, I think, before I made the final decision on whether or not that was because it was the two player version and maybe it needs more or if we just needed to kind of get used to some more stuff. The one thing I will say is I think. Originally, if I remember right, and, and I think JT brought it up, this was a four plus player game, I think, originally. So the two to three player aspect of it is what he's been working on, uh, quite a bit as well, um, to, to kind of play test. And I think in the interview, he said he's like play tested the two and the three player aspect of it, like over a hundred times, uh, in various play tests to just kind of get, get it down to that level as well to offer that, offer that range. We had issues, uh, we, we weren't anywhere close to winning, I think, either game.
2: No, yeah, in the, in the first game. No, the game, first we game were, we did actually. We, we got just, pretty close. And we
1: had a, a
2: really, a really awesome start because through the nature of the shuffle, all our engineering cards came up. But then we ran out of all our engineering cards before we could get to a reshuffle and then we just stalled.
1: Well, in that first game, we had the engineer. Yeah. Well, that's true too. (laughs) That, that helped because you had the discount. Yeah. Uh, where our second game, well, we had the, we had the engineer discount and the admiral discount, which helped us. Quite a bit. And so when we said, Hey, let's play these other two characters that we haven't, you know, are these other two colors that we haven't tried yet. That's where we like, we lost two very important discounts in one game. So let's we'll just say if the captain's dead on your ship, don't expect
2: a security guard and, uh, who were you the second game? Oh, who was I the second game? Tactical officer. Yeah. Don't expect a security guard and a tactical officer to save the day for you. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not in my pay grade. <laughs> You want me to fix what? No, no, no. This is red shirt. I I ran out and died.
1: <laughs> yeah. So overall, again, the, the mechanics are very solid. It's a very good co op game that is not a cakewalk. No, it's good. It's but it's, it's a good yeah, challenge. It's it's, it's, here. A, yeah. it's a good balance, and and they do include the ability to adjust the difficulty as well, which is is nice. All right. So rules. What do you think of the rules? You had no
2: problem teaching to me. Um, we never really had to refer to them, so. Apparently from your takeaway of reading, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, I, I mean, I didn't look at them. I, I just went by, right. by y- you and, and <laughs> you didn't need to refer to the book. So I take that as a good sign.
1: Yeah. We, uh, the rule book is, is very good. I, I think at first glance, cause I think it suffers a little bit from what you're talking about, kind of like just overwhelming with the colors and everything. Cause it's kind of showing off the board and the, and the cards and everything. But, um, if you can, it's not a hard read and it's not a difficult game. It's a small book. Right. And really, it's like that first page, right? Cause that first page is, that first two pages right there is pretty busy. Yeah. Shows you everything. Yeah. And, but, so if you can get past that, and again, it's, it, it's showing you that because it's, it's showing, it starts off showing you setup.
2: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what the game is. You're going to see a picture of everything yeah, right. at, you know, at some point.
1: So again, once you get past that, I mean, it's, it's a simple, Simple rule book to understand. The back of the rule book
2: that looks like ten pages or so.
1: Yeah, and the back of the rule book is just kind of it is this is where he's telling you what components come with it, and then the reference uh, for all the icons and stuff, and then you know play testers and credits and stuff like that. So it's it's not. A difficult read. It's not a uh, slog. It's not something that you're going to go. Well, what did that mean? <laughs> it's a one, maybe two read through just to make sure you, you kind of got what's going on.
2: It's definitely not something you need to refer to the, the writer to, to resolve.
1: Right. You know, I think I I we may have done one or two references, but it was little things like just to make sure what we c- couldn't do while we were injured. You know, little things like that. And again, it's injured. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's a section. Rules are very good, which will lead into teachability. This is an extremely teachable game. One, because of the easy rules. Two, I think, I kind of think anytime you start getting into a co-op game, it's just easier to teach anyway.
2: Yeah. I generally think co-ops are easier to teach.
1: And a lot of it has to do with just the fact that you're, you're not really doing hidden information from another player. Mm -hmm. If, if you're also playing and trying to teach, uh, that's why a lot of times if I teach a game, you know, like at a game day or something, I step out and let other people play it. Uh, but with a co-op, you know, you usually get to avoid that, which is really nice. So it's very easy to openly ask somebody questions without going, let's say, somebody had some kind of card something like that i'm not saying i have that card you know uh sometimes you get into that especially if you're sitting at the table playing as well theme what do you think of the theme i liked it it
2: is uh i mean i'll i'll say it i think there's not in a bad way some definite star trek inspiration here but i like star trek uh you know one of the commander's cards was uh, grow the beard <laughs> there's a lot of good sci-fi ship feel here you know uh, you know everything is very much uh non-IP infringing on anything, not just Star Trek, but they did a good job of doing a... A damaged spaceship, both from the art. I mean, the cover art, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's very clear that you're on a pretty messed up spaceship. The interior art, though I don't like it, is, uh, giving you a good sci-fi theme and the, the rules, uh, you know, on your cards, the rules you can play, uh, all that stuff, fixing the, the jump drive, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the bridge, the, well, and then Dr. Strangelove's for shout out there too. Any, any anything that's <laughs> going to have, uh, get a Dr. Strangelove quote out of me. With the war room that's always a plus no there's good solid theme here the captain is dead and there is no captain card so there's a plus right there uh no it's good solid save the broken sci-fi ship it's it, it's there in every aspect it uh it, it works really well
1: yeah i think the theme is is great in this one i i had a lot of fun with it uh i like i like the various roles and, and what they can do and, you know, things like, you know, we were looking at, we didn't get to play with it, but like the hologram that mm-hmm. if, you know, systems are offline, you just, just kind of sits, sits in the, the computer room. Yep. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's an awesome card if everything's working properly, which, you know, never happens. as the game goes on, that's not going to be the case. So it's an awesome role and gets to do a lot of, you know, extra things. But if systems around the computer around the ship go bad, it just kind of sits in the Hey guys. If you could get over there and let me out, hit that switch on the wall, that'd be awesome. You got awesome skills for you, but I can't really uh do anything. So there's just a lot of lot of cool rolls, the alert cards that come up, and and damaging the ship, and aliens popping in and out, and and ships lining up next to your ship to kind of give you that feel of oh crap, you know it's they're you know they're they're firing on us, they're doing more damage. We need to get to the torpedo tube and all that stuff. So all of it I think works really well together. I like it. The one thing we were kind of talking about when we were playing is it would be awesome to have some kind of soundtrack theme in the background. You know, with Damage Report...
2: It, you could kind of work to mitigate the damage because it like, it went to shields and if shields was, you know, it rolled. But so long as you could keep shields going, you were really mitigating a lot of the damage. Here it's very random. It's, there's no mitigating. It's, you come in and you, you just do what the card says. Uh, it doesn't matter if your shields are up, you can still lose your teleporter, you know? Yeah. Uh, so there, there's, there's a, a difference there that does make this stand out because we kind of compared it to damage report a little, not a lot, but so there's a lot of things that, that that make this game stand out as itself there's there's no mitigation it's uh you're just going to take there's there's no positive in that in the alert stack you're <laughs> you're just going to take it it's just how
1: bad it's going to be and i really like that and and it it's that aspect too of is this the time to spend my command cards or what's the next card going to be? Especially if that's, if the sensor's offline, because I think there were a few times we talked about, it's like, man, I spent my command cards way too soon.
2: Just because I'm the uh, typical, typical of every Admiral in every (laughs) ep of Star Trek that just comes in. He starts making bad decisions. And then at the end of the app, we're regretting it.
1: (laughs) All right. So I think we, we've kind of covered it, but go ahead and give your fun factor slash overall for this one.
2: You know, overall, this is a, a very high rated game for me. This is a high score. It's fun. It's, uh, it's simple. It's a bit of a grind, but it's a co-op grind. So it's not like you're APing. Every turn and everybody is APing every turn, you know, right. you're working together, tabletop's table talks table allowed. You can, if your sensors are working, see what's coming up so you can plan ahead. But if not, you know, if you can't see what's coming up, you're still trying to plan based on knowing that there's no positives, but, <laughs> but what's going to be, uh, overall, I think this is a very, very solid game. It's very enjoyable. Even though I think it should be three plus, we still had a good time at two. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely a very fun game.
1: Assuming you like co-ops. Yeah. I mean, there is that there. That, that's just a given. If, if you're not a fan of co-ops, this probably isn't going to win you over because it is still a co-op. I mean, whatever it is about co-ops that you don't like, this isn't going to change it. Yeah. It, it, there, there's no, you know, like brand spanking new twist on a co-op here that's going to, you know, change your mind about them. That said, it is a very good co-op, like you said. And it's no surprise. I've been very vocal. Of my support for the captain is dead. I've played it several iterations i've always enjoyed it every time i've gotten to play it when jt asked if we wanted to take a look at it i got kind of super excited about it because i wanted to see what had changed uh since the last time i played and and you know it it, part of it was to see if any piece of feedback i might have given had made any (laughs) kind of play into the game and it was kind of cool see some of it was it was a little bit of it was a lot of people tested it. A lot of people gave feedback. Uh, I'm sure a lot of other people gave some similar feedback, but it was kind of cool to see some of the new, new stuff come in. But it, it's definitely a solid game. If you like the, the space theme, if you like the, you know, again, the, like JT kind of described it, 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 the last 10 minutes of any sci-fi, you know, ship show that you've ever seen where the and it's just gone horribly wrong and you're just trying to, you know, get out and survive to fight another day, if you will. Uh it does that very well, I think. So definitely worth checking out. Again, this is on Kickstarter until July twelfth. 2014, more than funded. It, again, multiple stretch goals have already been unlocked. I think, I mean, they were funded right away, pretty much. I mean, he was looking for like 2500 I think he's at over 24000 or more. Uh, maybe even closer to 27 at well, this it's for point. The bundle, but yeah. yeah, the, the bundle. I mean, but it's for the project. Yes. I mean, uh, the, the project as a whole, they, they were only looking for 2500 I yep. think. So doing No, definitely, well.
0: uh,
2: folks, if this is the first you've heard of it, go to Kickstarter now and, and, and just add to it because it's, uh, it's an excellent co-op game. What we're watching. We're watching Game of Thrones just wrapped up. Won't go into that because we're going to go into that later. Watched, uh, season three of Sherlock. Sarah was, uh, very disappointed with the ending. <laughs> Have you seen season three yet? Yeah. Yeah. For those listeners that haven't seen it, it's going to say it's kind of ambiguous. I think it's going one way. She thinks it's going the other. <laughs> I think I'm right. Longmire's back. So I'm enjoying that. Watched the first couple apps. It's enjoyable. It's, uh, yeah, I like everybody involved. Like I've said before, the books, it's not something I ever read, but Katie Sackhoff, Lou Diamond Phillips, and well, whatever the dude that plays Longmire. Yeah. It's enjoyable. World cup has started. So I've been watching a lot of football. Germany just, uh, pretty much. Pimp slapped Portugal on Monday. It was a good 4-0 win. Red card handed out. Haha. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> enjoying some, some soccer despite the, uh, social abuses going on down in Brazil. And then we went to see 22 Jump Street, which, uh, I liked it just as much, maybe even more than the first one. And I really liked the first one. Uh, this is a movie. Both movies were not at all afraid to just take shots at themselves and the nature of remakes and, and you know, no new, new ideas yeah. and stuff like that. It was
1: very enjoyable. We want to yeah. see that one so I, bad. I laughed all the way through. All right. Well, Game of Thrones for me as well. I will talk about it in depth. No, <laughs> we will be doing that soon. Orphan Black. Orphan Black Finale is coming up. That show is still awesome. I love that show. Such a great show. And what's her name? Tatiana? Man, she deserves something. She deserves an award or something for, for all that she's she does on this show.
2: You know, if it hadn't been for Peter Dinklage's speech at his trial, <laughs> I would say she should get like at best actor Emmy, but sadly Dinklage crushed it. But yeah, yeah he did. She's she's excellent but in she all is aspects amazing.
1: of her role. Yeah. Orange is the new black. We power watch the second season of that and still enjoy that show. The only problem with Netflix's model, you power watch it. It's like, Oh crap. <laughs> Got like another year <laughs> to wait. Penny dreadful. I, I said this on, on, uh, online. We're done. We're just done when it, it, when I would rather go to bed than finish watching an episode. And I think last time we talked, I, I'd, I'd said, you know, I was, need to figure out if i wanted to get into it and stuff and i need to but it, it seemed like megan was really into it apparently it took me going you know what i'm going to bed and she's like you're not going to finish watching the episode i'm like no i i i'll be i'm going to be honest with you i've been done with this show probably since about, since about episode two she's like oh my god me too and so it was one of those nobody's talking and everybody's watching it for the other person and nobody really wants to watch it so yeah, uh, apparently, as soon as I hit the steps, Megan took it off our recording. So we are no longer recording Penny Dreadful. That last episode that we watched it was just brutal, just brutal. Like if I if I had had insomnia that night, it was cured instantly. <laughs> oh man. Last comic standing, we're still watching that and enjoying that. They are into picking finalists. I think they're, they're going through the semi-finalists right now. So they got through the invitationals and the people that moved on and now we're seeing all of them, uh, give a second set. So I'm enjoying that. There's some good comics on there. Silicon Valley, we power watched last night and tonight, which wasn't that hard to do. It was. Eight episodes of a thirty-minute show, so that was a pretty easy power watch. Finally, but have you seen that at all? I watched
2: the first; step, didn't do much
1: for it. Really, me. I love that show. That was a good. It was it was pretty solid, especially towards the end. They, it, but I I think that was a, a extremely funny show, extremely humorous. And I've heard some people say it. I wouldn't quite call it like the American IT crowd. No, but not at all. It is a very Good.
2: See, I too crowd you were laughing with them. Yeah. Uh this one was more of laughing at them and I didn't appreciate that.
1: I enjoyed it. I had fun with it, so I thought it was a a a good series. Uh well you're wrong. Hopefully they'll get a second season. Well,
2: HBO gives everything at least two seasons, so
1: American Ninja Warrior, been watching that quite a bit. That's been a uh, apparently that's a recording now. So which has been kind of cool. I mean, I don't know if you have you ever gotten into it I used or you to get watch sucked the into original it originally when it was on
2: yeah. g 4. Haven't watched the American one yet. Uh, That's one of those shows, one of the few shows on G4 that Sarah watched with me (laughs) when they would do like the long weekend, like 24 hours of American Ninja. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going out. Go, just order food. Like three meals a day is ordering because I ain't cooking.
1: (laughs) It's it's been fun. I mean, it's you know, it's same. It's the same thing. Just you know, hey, we've got a couple new obstacles or anything like that. But it's always kind of fun to watch and people that come back, people that dedicate their lives to becoming. Uh, to going on that show is, is Well, that was the best crazy. thing about the
2: Japanese one because they were so far ahead in like their seasons so that, mm-hmm. you know, when they did their marathons, you get like three or four seasons in a row
1: and you're like, this guy's been back. Like he's been on like all four seasons. <laughs> We've got one in the can to watch, but the last one we watched was awesome too because they finally had, uh, two females complete the, the qualifier, so up the warped wall and the whole bit. Mm -hmm. So they had... Two and two different episodes, I think, did it. And that was, that was pretty cool. It was, it was kind of cool to see that, cause they were, I think, I think they were both returned, but one of them was like a hardcore return <laughs> American Ninja Warrior. And, and it, it's kind of funny. And you always wonder about it a little bit. Cause a lot of these females, apparently they, they do it and do it well in the, in, you know, the, the homemade training courses or like one of them was like going, there are actually American Ninja Warrior, uh, warrior dojos and stuff popping up around, uh, I'm assuming like a Cali kind of thing or what? but they're, they're popping up all over the States now. It's just, it's kind of crazy.
2: So well, when arrow did the, the salmon, yeah, climb, the salmon, that, salmon Sarah ladder. was like, they got that from American front, from Ninja warrior.
1: Have you seen, have you seen that video of, of Steven doing it? He's for really real? doing it. Yeah. Holy crap. Did you see him go through that whole obstacle course yeah, that one, yeah. that one video? And he's that like, just, that is insane. Dude really looks well, like that and well really done.
2: does that. I mean, there's no airbrushing there. <laughs>
1: no. Well did you ever see that that comment from him too, where he's like, every time they want to replace me with a stunt double, I just tell them I'll do it with my shirt off <laughs> and they'd let me do it. <laughs> or something like that. It's funny. So yeah, we're watching that. And the only movie that we've gotten to see recently is the other night we fi- we finally watched Robocop. The yeah. One. How was that? Yeah. It they they kinda lost have you haven't seen it? No, I had no interest. Yeah, they, they kind of lost the heart and soul of it, to be honest. It was, I mean, what made Robocop what it was in the time? It, it, they tried to be way too serious with it. And it's, I don't know, it was, it was okay, but it, it wasn't, yeah, I don't know. Verhoeven did though, that film so uh, almost
2: perfectly for what he was trying to do. Right. That there was, Especially in in the trailers on how he got killed and what they were showing. There was no, other than in name, there was no real, and like the new Ed 209, there was no real... (laughs) It did not harken back to anything that Verhoeven did in that.
1: No, yeah, it it really didn't. It was... It, 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 I, I don't know a better way to put it. It just didn't have the heart and soul in place. It was just like a, a very soulless copy-ish. I mean, again, it was like let's let's make RoboCop a serious, more serious film. You know, was, yeah, and they tried and, that with RoboCop too, and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing. To, I mean, you know, Keaton was great in it. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with like some of the acting and stuff in it. Yeah, there were a lot of people in there yeah. that
2: I like, but it was just just looking at the trailers for that movie, I was like, there's nothing there.
1: One of the other parts, too, that was kind of goofy for me anyway, I don't know. I mean, I I suppose maybe it kind of makes sense, but the whole trying to, like, the family aspect of it and... and you know, we're going to still be a family. We're still going to, you know, th- and I, I I, understand that. But at the same time, it's like when they take him apart and he's like just a head and and like encapsulated lungs, nothing else anywhere. And then they put it all back together and, and he goes home and, and they don't they don't let him even explore that that often. So maybe that's the part that really bothered me about it is like, here's a couple seconds of me trying to be father and dad. And then we're done with that, or you know. So I, I don't know. It, yeah, it was, it was okay. <laughs> what we're reading slash listening to? Uh, you know what? I'll go first because you're on to other things. I'm still reading Fire and Frost. I'm pretty close to done, but I got interrupted because you know. We had quite a few games <laughs> to look at here recently, so I was reading like four rule books at a time at one point and uh so I'm in the 60 ish percent range uh, I'm just you know they're just uh they're just out of the part that bothered you a lot and they've re-met with Mr. Johnson mm-hmm. so you know that's about where I'm at where they're about to you know embark so i I'm still kind of reading it I'm still kind of enjoying it i I am still seeing. I'm still seeing spots where I just kind of plead for an editor, but still an enjoyable story so far. Or at least turn off autofill,
2: you know, because there (laughs) there are so many words that are like, I understand what you mean, meant, but right. you you completed the wrong yeah, word. That's
1: not going to get that's not going to get picked up on a spell check. That's right. It is an actual word, just not the right word. <laughs> yeah, there there are a few of those moments. But again, above and beyond, and this is an er, again early rough copy that Catalyst sent us. So hopefully, like I said, they they did contact me to say, hey, we're you know we're delaying the the release. Uh, so right now, I'll just say summer. Uh, so that could be part of it. I mean, they could be going back through it and, and, and all that stuff. So, uh, again, good story, uh, when it is going to be available, I know we've had some kind of bites on on the fact that we've been looking at it and and when it's going to be available. So, again, summer. <laughs> and Jordan put up a write-up since he is done with it. So there's a write-up on all his geeks for his thoughts. And, and maybe by the time I get through mine, I can throw up a perspective for myself as well. But that is pretty much all I'm reading, Fire and Frost still. And then, yeah, uh, rule books, various rule books. <laughs>
2: Well, like you said, I did finish Fire and Frost and for the most part I enjoyed it. Felt a little rushed at the end and I, I stated that in my review, but uh it was enjoyable. It was a good uh it was a good read. It was a good shadow and read and uh it had a, a much more uh not RPG feel than some of the other licensed <laughs> literature that I've read recently. I'm almost done skin game, then uh, the latest Dresden book. His formula's getting old. He doesn't read <laughs> he doesn't really he doesn't change it up. There's always an artificial time constraint. He's always beat up so he can never operate at peak capacity. He's always uh, behind the eight ball and his destiny is never in his own hands. And this time he stretched it even further and had a a Leverage-style reveal about how he
1: outsmarted the bad guy without bad guy even being in the room. Did you ever watch Leverage? Uh, a little bit. It, Megan really likes it, but I kind of caught it in and out. I, I I wasn't around for like from beginning to end, so it was more or less like a, an episode here, an episode right.
2: there. Well, you know how when he got to the end, the, the they did the reveal on how right. the con yep. went down. He went there in this book. It was <laughs> like, nah. I'm enjoying it. It's enjoyable. It's it's definitely not bad, but he needs to he needs to freshen it up somehow because uh, the last three books have just been media. Well, you know the changes i mean it was just so epic there was such an epic story there and then the next book when he was dead that was a reset book so i can excuse that for being mediocre because he had to do something to bring a character back to life and then the next after that it was growth and trust harry's been dead for a couple years and then he was a ghost and then he's disappeared again what's going on okay so again Begin a new ramp up, but this it, it didn't. It's he's back, and uh, yet again he's been gone for so long. Nobody trusts him still, and uh, blah 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 blah. It's <laughs> just you got to change up both aspects of your uh, of your formula because it's it's just starting to wear thin. Enjoying the book so far. Going to read the next one, duh. but do something, do something. On the audio side, obviously we're live. Finished the last chapter of that, and the next chapter is out, so I'm going to have to wait. To, yes. Two more yeah. weeks. Finished listening to Old Man's War by Scalzi. You know, it was enjoyable. It was funny. It had the right amount of drama. But in the end, I didn't really care about any of the characters in the book. Various people died. Various people didn't die. There was war. Probably going to check out the next book eventually. But uh this was just like, eh, things happened. And I laughed a little bit every now and then. But it's, there, there was nothing there where I really attached to anybody. So not his best outing. But I'll check out the rest. I finished honor among thieves the uh Empire and rebellion book I was okay you know these books are they're not high art they're just enjoyable tales set in the uh, in the original trilogy uh kind of in between movies and uh I'm liking them on the phone I'm listening to when I go to the gym across the nightingale floor tales of the Atori this was a audible or good read suggestion I don't know because you like you know whatever <laughs> uh you will like this and it's enjoyable so far it's uh Feudal Japan, by the, they don't give solid dates, but it's Feudal Japan. There's nothing supernatural here yet. I'm not quite sure what I read that would lead them to believe I would like this, but they were right. <laughs> you know, starts off with the warlord, uh, wiping out this entire village, and of course the one child survives and is rescued by the opposing warlord, so... Yeah, that's where we're at. So he's apparently going to be groomed to then defeat the other warlord. Blah, blah, blah. Standard stuff, but but it's enjoyable. The reader's good, and uh, he's doing a good job of giving history without it just being a data dump. And then, on the computer, I'm listening to The English Girl. I'm not sure if I'm up-to-date, but I'm fairly certain it's the most recent Daniel Silva, Gabriel Alon book. Uh I'm not that far into it. They're just Laid out the premise of, uh, what Super Spy Gabriel is gonna be needed to do. And, uh, that's it. I, uh, haven't picked up any comics recently.
1: What we're playing! Some more Ghosts Love Candy. Played a little more of that. We played some The Grind. I'm working on uh, the video for that here soon and like I said uh, earlier ultimate battle so we did play some of that when we had family over besides that I have been playing on my tablet I've gone back to survival craft it's kind of now my mind numb moment like if I get uh, especially if I'm getting ready to go to bed it seems like like if I'm on that verge if I read a couple chapters of fire and frost and I'm too tired to keep reading, but not quite tired to go to bed. I'll throw up survival craft. And if, if, have I told you about that one before? It's like, it, it, it's like Minecraft, mm-hmm. but they do, you know, like werewolves and all these other things. So it's, and, and apparently, cause I played it on my old tablet and kind of, uh, you know, f- forgot about it for a while or whatever. And now that I've got everything on my new tablet, I was like, Oh yeah, let's, let's see what they've done with it. And apparently they've made some, insane updates to the point where it's like i have restarted this game i don't know how many times cuz it's ridiculous at, at at points it's like the, it begins with like a ship dropping you off on whatever they've randomized the land to be and they're like we're not coming back for you <laughs> they take off and you've got to immediately like start getting ready for stuff so it's like You instantly turn around and go, where's, where's a tree? Where's a tree? I need wood and you know, and just kind of, and it's, you know, they, they make you eat. They make you. So then it's like, okay, well, how am I going to get food? And you know, it's, well, at what point is there not going to be food around that I can find easily? And I still got a mine and you know, to upgrade my, my weapons and all this. It sounds a bit like don't starve. (laughs) It's, it's kind of ridiculous. And the, and the biggest thing that i find ridiculous is from evening to the next day without fail without fail they did at least they have a sleep option which is nice so all right it's day so i don't have to like hang out in my little you know quickly produced shelter so i can stay away from the werewolves and stuff but without fail come morning open my door i've made a door on my makeshift shelter so i open my door all the wolves are there which is fine. Cause for some reason, they don't care about you during the day. But as soon as like, it's dusk, they're like, Oh, now we want to eat you. And some of them turn into werewolves. Some of them are just like pissed off wolves. But without fail, I open, I open my door. There's a bunch of wolves and there's at least two freaking lions that like two paws swipe me to, and, and kill. It's like, why are, why are the, what, where, why, Why without fail? Every time I've restarted this game, sleep lions <laughs> stay away from my shelter eat i can't eat even... wolves <laughs> and, you know, and the thing that sucks is like wolves and lions and shit like that they don't produce food like if you kill them you don't get the meat off of them so it's like <sighs> i guess that's why they don't eat the wolves <laughs> apparently <laughs> you're and, the only meat producing thing on the island so while in one when one aspect it's kind of my mind numbing just do it until i'm ready to go to bed on the other aspect it's Kind of intense. <laughs> it's like, I gotta, I gotta get. I need coal so I can build a lantern, and I need food. And it's like, all right, maybe this isn't the, the gentle the to, way to go, go to, to sleep. bed
2: game. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been playing. Got in a couple good games of dice. Well, Jordan had good games. I got worked both times of dice masters. You're never gonna have success when all he roll is energy. I mean, doesn't matter <laughs> what I bought. It apparently, once it reached my bag, the faces disappeared, and all I got was energy every time. <laughs> Got a good game of uh, X-Wing in last week with a buddy. He uh, wasn't quite up to date on the flight rules and flew both his ships off the board, so I won <laughs> that way. But uh, I was close to winning anyways. I, it was the uh, escort scenario, so I had to get two of the three uh, cargo containers off the board. And I had one off, and the other one was going to get off um, uh, with no <laughs> problems. So him just uh, flying off the board ended the game sooner. So it Maintains... Uh, its status is one of my favorite games and definitely one of my favorite minis games. And then this past weekend, I was in Roch. We had an uneven number, so I didn't play, but I, uh, observed and heckled, uh, some of the Heroclix players. There were some pretty impressive, uh, failures of dice rolls and some <laughs> equally impressive, uh, beatdowns with, uh, some characters that are a little bit OP in draft. And, uh, then Saturday was also our, uh, Pathfinder session for the month. So got in some, some of that as well. Leveled up. Yay. Level <laughs> nine. Sweet. Man, I envy you. I don't get to play anything. we well, got all this time. Why don't you start I a campaign? Know. What the hell? You get got it. a big table now.
1: Yeah, wow. got a nice table. Yeah. Ashley said, uh, do you do the, she says she does a shadow run every once in a while. Are you involved in that at all? Not that I no, I was not aware of that. Man, man. all these, all these games. <laughs> I can't, I could can barely make, I, in fact, I hardly ever make it over to journals anymore. We had to do a, a side event. I went over for dinner and hung out with those guys.
2: I've had enough time juggling my schedule to get one Pathfinder session in a month. So even if I did get the invite, I certainly doubt I would uh, be able to get in a
1: Shadowrun session, too. But I so want to. Yeah. (laughs) I want to so bad. All right. Well, there you go. That is episode 46 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I, as always, am the Canadian. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the GeekCast Network. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other podcasts with a geek culture slant, head over to geekcastnetwork.com, where you will find podcasts such as Royal Monster Battalion, where two geeks share their love of monster movies and have a few laughs along the way.
0: Geeks, we last at all this geeks.com. That's where we unleash the bomb. Jeff and Jordan from coast to coast, best of the best, the number one host. So put up your cups and toasts. Cause here the end, we approach But come back for more raps, more fun, more laughs. more this, more that. Up and down the mat, cause we geeked up. And thanks for showing love. We give our viewers thanks with knowledge in the bank. Cause y'all all top. It's been real, Tony.